Ah, here we go. Apple pie. Best apple pie in the city. Mmm. Delicious. I'm not waiting for you. Take some. No, thanks. You're not gonna have any? No. Do you not like apple pie? No, it's not that. Well, at least taste it. No. You won't even taste it? No. Come on, try it. A little taste. Come on. I'm bored. She's boring. I'm boring. We're both boring. We go out to eat, we both read newspapers. Well, breakfast, everybody reads. No, lunch, we read. Dinner, we read. You read during lunch? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nothing to talk about. Ah, what's there to talk about? Well, at least you and I are talking about how there's nothing to talk about. Why don't you talk with her about how there's nothing to talk about? She knows there's nothing to talk about. At least she'll be talking. Oh, Welcome to Stein Bros. My name is Jacob, and joining me on the line, a man who, like Poppy, is a little sloppy, and who said he would pod every other weekend, and he lied. My brother and co-host, Jonah Krause. How you doing, Jonah? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been uh, what three months? Five months? <laughs> Four months? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, to in order to compensate for the lost wages from not doing sign bros, I've been doing stand-ins for Filtatola. <laughs> what have you been doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have the same haircut. No, it's just—it's an easy gig. I just got to take it out. <laughs> just pull it out. Yeah, it <laughs> out. <laughs> so, what have you been up to, my brother? Uh, lots of things, lots and lots of things. So, work-wise, I got a promotion. So, more hours, less money. You know, things working out. Nice. Um, nice. Been on a couple trips, of course, because that's what I do. Because I'm doing what I do. Because I'm doing what I do. And I do what I'm doing. You know, I just do what I do. Um, Yeah, I went to... We have uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. And then we have Mr. (laughs) Experience Jacob Krause. (laughs) Yeah, went to to Albany. Went to Houston. Did not find your coat. Asked around. And uh, there was nothing. They're giving me nothing. Uh, I think the pilot had it, but I was intimidated by the pilot because I just kept <laughs> he just kept looking at me. Oh, <laughs> don't mess with the pilot. Yeah, I'm not messing with the pilot. <laughs> I went to a stand-up show and the pilot was just sitting in the crowd wearing her coat, <laughs> wearing my coat, all, all zipped up, <laughs> <laughs> fucking loving it. <laughs> All right, so we're doing uh, the pie and the stand-in episodes of Seinfeld on this one, which leads to probably the easiest title that I'm coming up with for a Sign Bros episode. Absolutely. Um, so that works out well. Um, yeah. Sometimes I have to kind of force it. Um, right. But this one, I just pull it, it out. And yeah. uh, <laughs> for the episode. You've had episode to... You've had to uh over time had to change some titles haven't you yeah because of the cancel culture 
Yeah, I want it to be offensive, then I want it to be not offensive. I'm just trying to walk that line. Yeah. <laughs> so episode names have changed. Do you want to get this show on the road? Start Let's... by recapping the pie. Let's jump into the pie. So we've got Jerry and his girlfriend. They're at Monk's. Jerry ends up after the meal getting some apple pie, and he's loving it. And he offers some to his girlfriend, but she doesn't want any pie at all. And uh, Jerry's like, no, no, come on. You just have a, at least a bite. It's the best pie in town. Come on. You know, and, and uh, she doesn't want to have any of the pie scene changes and we've got George and Jerry at Jerry's apartment and of course Jerry's talking about the situation. She wouldn't so much as taste it. She say why? No, she wouldn't say anything. She just kept shaking her head like this. Maybe she's diabetic. No, she carries Entenmann's donuts in her purse. Maybe you said something that offended her. The only thing I could think of is I told her we should have those moving walkways all over the city. Like at the airport? Yeah. That's a great idea. Tell me about it. We could be zipping all over the place. They could at least try it. They never try anything. What's the harm? No harm. I'm sorry. There's no reason for her not to taste that pie. Who wouldn't taste the pie? Audrey. Dumper. And then uh, Kramer comes in and is asking Elaine to pose. Elaine's like, what? What are you talking about? Kramer starts to explain that there's this mannequin out at this department store in the city and it looks just like Elaine. Elaine can't believe it. And uh, Kramer's like, it's uncanny. It's perfect. It's a perfect image of you. What's the name of the store? Kanitsky's. No, Renitsky. Re- uh, sorry. I, my handwriting is terrible. Renitsky. <laughs> <laughs> so much yeoman's work here. Yeah. Um, the R got caught up in the un- in the Y and uncanny so <laughs> thought it was a K. You wanted the, the store name to sound a little more Jewish, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Make it really Jewish. Uh Kramer starts scratching his back with Jerry's spatula and Jerry's like kind of looking at him like what the hell are you doing? It's like can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> And George is like, uh, he's intrigued because the store, uh, Renitsky's has some good suits. He wants to go check out the suits down at the department store. And Elaine is intrigued about this mannequin that looks like her. So they head out to go check out the store. Next scene opens. We got George and Elaine and they're studying the mannequin and it looks just like Elaine. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the corner of George's eyes, he sees a really nice suit, and he goes over to take a look at it, and the sales lady uh, comes up to him and he's like, suit is perfect for you. <laughs> and Elaine comes over, and she's like, Ex- Excuse me, wh- where did this come from? I don't know. You, you really think this looks okay on me? Fabulous. Perfect fit, and it's the last one we have. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you can't tell me where the mannequin came from? I told you, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, is there somebody around here I could talk to who would know? <laughs> Why? Isn't it obvious this mannequin looks exactly like me? 
<laughs> Did you just roll your eyes at him? Because let me tell you something, if anybody should be rolling their eyes, it is me at him about you. The next scene, we got Aline, Kramer, and Jerry, and they're at Monk's, and Aline is obviously caught up in this whole mannequin thing and has tracked down the manufacturer of these mannequins. Jerry's kind of staring past Elaine and gets up and goes to talk to the women that are at the next table. And is like, I can't help but notice you offered her a piece of your pie. That's right. <laughs> and you waved it away. Right. Did you give her a reason? Yes, I was full. You were full. So you gave a reason. You didn't just shake your head. No, I'm not a psycho. Exactly. <laughs> You're not a psycho. You've been very helpful. Thank you very much. Allow me to leave the tip. What? I think we've proven who the psycho is. We certainly have. Kramer turns to Elaine. He's like, hey, Elaine, scratch, scratch my back. No way. Come on, one lap around. No. It'll be a funky adventure. Kramer, forget it. Forget it. Jerry, how about you? I think you know my policy. <laughs> I'm going home to spatula. I thought George was meeting us here. No, he's going downtown to guard the suit. He's guarding a suit. Do you need some help with that itch? And madam, I pray you're not toying with me. <laughs> And the hostess starts scratching Kramer's back, and he's loving it. Next scene, we got George, and he's peeking into the department store, and he's seeing another guy that's getting fitted for the suit. Can't I leave this place for a second? <laughs> Can I help you? I'm buying the suit. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, this suit is uh, not for sale. Uh, excuse me, do you work here? No. <laughs> then what the hell business is it of yours? Look, I'm doing you a favor. They're having an unadvertised sale. This suit is going to be half price starting Monday. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Monday? Yes, yes. Now take off those pants. Actually, the unadvertised sale starts on Friday. Oh. Friday? Thanks. You know, honey, for an unadvertised sale, you're doing a lot of yapping about it. Just as they're finishing up, we got the sales lady. She starts undressing the Elaine mannequin, and George is getting all aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene opens up, and we got Jerry and Audrey, and they're over at Poppy's. Jerry's looking over the menu, and he's like, oh, I see that they have apple pie. Have you had it? And Audrey's like, oh, yes, I've had everything on the menu. I've had the apple pie many times. Audrey, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm a very curious guy. It's my nature. I need to know things. Not tasting the apple pie the other day. I can't get past it. You obviously like pies. You carry donuts in your bag. You're not averse to pastry. Surely you can see how such a thing would prey on my mind. Can we drop this? Why can't I know? Oh, healthy. Oh, sweetheart, hello. Poppy, this is Jerry. Uh, well, hello, Poppy. Uh, I don't fill up on the bread. Eh? I'm making you a very special dinner. Very special. The pies. 
I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. He's in the bathroom. He's washing his hands. And then all of a sudden, Poppy comes out of the stall. Ha ha ha, Jerry. Tonight, you in it for a real treat. I'm personally going to prepare the dinner for you and the Audrey. Jerry's left bewildered because Poppy leaves without washing his hands. Scene changes. We've got Jerry coming back from the table, and he's pale as a ghost. He's looking off into the kitchen as Poppy is preparing the special dinner for him and him and his Audrey. <laughs> Next scene, we've got Kramer, and he picks up Olive over at Monk's. As they're leaving, she's scratching his back, and Kramer's loving every minute of it. Then we flip back to Poppy's, and he's serving the dinner. And Jerry's just pale as a ghost, and he's just shaking his head because he doesn't want any of the meal. (laughs) (laughs) We quickly go back to Jerry's apartment. We got Jerry and George are eating some cereal at the apartment. And Jerry's like, I I want to eat the meal. And, And she thought it was all because I was trying to get back at her. Why don't you just tell her? I don't think it's the kind of thing you want to hear about your father. But I'll tell you, when he came out of that bathroom and he was kneading that dough, it was a wild scene. How could he not have washed? Even if you're not going to soap up, at least pretend for my benefit, turn the water on, do something. Yeah, it's like I do. You know, a chef who doesn't wash is like a cop who steals. It's a cry for help. He wants to get caught. Well, I think Poppy's got some problems. There's a whole other thing going on with Poppy. So how'd you leave it? We haven't spoken. Kramer comes in, and he's giving back the spatula to Jerry. Hey. Uh, Hey, George. Well, I'm not going to need this anymore. I got Olive. (laughs) Olive? Yeah, my lady friend down at Monk's. You guys ought to see the way she works her nails across my back. She's a maestro, the crisscross, the figure eight, strumming the old banjo, and this wild, savage, free-for-all, where anything can happen. Is that the time I gotta get downtown and buy that suit? The store opens in 20 minutes. Hey, is that Elaine Mannequin still there? Yeah. Yeah? The last time I saw her, she was naked. Yeah, and Poppy's got problems. Next scene, we got George, and he's down uh, to get the suit. But the other guy that wants the suit gets in there before him. And we think that that suit is, is all but gone. But George calmly walks in and grabs the suit. It's because he moved it to, like, another section. Where is it? Well, look at this. This doesn't belong here. Someone has made a terrible mistake. You bastard. You hid the suit. Hid? I have no idea how this suit got misplaced. Nevertheless, I do believe I shall purchase it. I hope you rot in that suit. Look, I'm going to get you for this. I don't know how, but I am going to get you. You are going to pay. Oh, I'll pay. Half price. (laughs) Arrivederci, my fellow 40 short. Next scene, we've got Elaine and Jerry, and they're at Monk's, and Elaine's going through this list of possible suspects who have created the mannequin. 
George walks in looking dapper and stock market George like modeling his suit. Oh, Georgie. Oh, nice Dutch. How you telling me, huh? John, what do you think? Did you hear something? Yeah, like a swoosh. Yeah. It must be the fabric. It's it's rubbing between your thighs when you walk. That's what's making that swooshy sound. I, I probably didn't hear it on the way over because of the street noise. This is no good. I gotta make these guys from Mackenzie for lunch in half an hour. So what? What would they care? This Mackenzie guy, he's a bit of a nut. Someone told me he fired the last guy because his nose whistled when he breathed. So you think you're not gonna get the job because your pants make a noise? Let's say it comes down to me and one other guy. He's got a nice quiet suit and I'm whooshing all over the place. What do you think he's gonna hire? Just as George sits down, this random guy comes up and is like pointing at Elaine. He's like, don't I know you? And Elaine's like, no, you don't. And he starts describing what could only be the mannequin that's over at Rishnishki's or whatever. Yeah! You were wearing a G-string and one of those bras with points! <laughs> the mannequin! Oh, I gotta see this thing. Elaine and Jerry go down to the department store and the mannequin is set up like it's getting a spanking. And Elaine starts <laughs> flipping out. <laughs> so, like, they start arguing with the sales lady. That's my ass in your window! It's our store and our mannequin. We can do whatever we want with no, it. No, you take that mannequin down right now, or, or I am pressing charges. Yes, th this is my attorney. Oh, yeah? What law am I breaking? Uh, well, I believe there's some legal precedent. Mm -hmm. uh, Winchell versus Mahoney. Uh-huh. Uh, the Charlie McCarthy hearings. Uh-huh. Are you taking this down? I'm getting the manager. Jerry, get the car. What are you doing? Just get the car. Elaine, as your legal counsel, I, I must advise against this. They end up taking the mannequin out of the store. And uh, the next scene, we've got Jerry and Elaine driving away with the mannequin. Penny mentions to Elaine that the similarity is uncanny. And she's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to Poppy's. <laughs> Next scene, we have uh, George. He's at lunch for his big interview. And his pants are making all these noises. They're whooshing all over the place. It's quieter down here. We can concentrate without people whooshing around. <laughs> that sound again. Sure you didn't hear anything? No, can't, can't say as I did. <laughs> Kind of like a rustling. Could be the leaves. Then we've got Jerry, and he's going to Poppy's to confront Audrey about the pie. As he's confronting her, the agent from the Board of Health enters, and he's looking for Poppy because there's been a bunch of complaints about him in the restaurant. Audrey's, like, taken aback. She's like, what do they want with Poppy? Well, Poppy has been a little sloppy. <laughs> Next scene, we've got George, and he's having this great lunch and great interview. 
and he admits that uh, he was a little nervous because he thought they'd have this big issue with his pants and suit, and all the guys are laughing about it. Jose, well, I heard that the last guy got uh, fired because his nose whistled when he breathed. He's like, no, no, George, he was fired because he wasn't a team player. George's like, well, that shouldn't be a problem with me. As he's explaining how he's a great team player, the waiter comes over and he's bringing dessert for the whole table and says that it's compliments of the chef made special for George. George peeks over and he notices that the chef is the guy that was trying to get the suit who uh, said he was going to get him back at some point. (laughs) They're all offering a piece of the pie to George and he won't take a bite at all. (laughs) 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 Next we got George, Jerry and Kramer and they're over at Monk's injuries. So you didn't get the job. He's like, yeah, no, I didn't. But I was the only one at the table that didn't get violently ill. <laughs> Kramer keeps kind of like turning away from Olive and, and Jerry's like, you can't avoid her. He's like, come on, you got to deal with this at some point. He's like, ah, I know, I know. He's like, just tell her that you lost your itch. He's like, I know, I know. I've been faking it for the past two days now. He's like, I'll let her down easy. Kramer goes up to Olive and He's like, you know, I, I think things aren't really working out. He's like, there's someone else. She's like, who? And he points to the mannequin in Jerry's car. He's like, <laughs> Olive's like, that's not your girlfriend. I've seen her in here. He's like, well, you know, we're gonna go, we're gonna go for a drive. She really likes that. And Kramer starts uh he heads out to the car and starts making out with the mannequin and like different pieces of the mannequins start falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene, we got George and Jerry. You ever solve the riddle of the pie? No, that's one for the ages. But I think they're going to be putting Poppy away for a long, long time. And then we flash quickly to see what's going on and with this whole mannequin thing. And we see uh, Ricky, who's the, the guy... Uh, the whole TV guide guy who was obsessed with Elaine. Ricky, we've been getting a tremendous response to your TR6 mannequin. (laughs) TR6? Well, I actually like to call it the Elaine. (laughs) That's how the episode ends. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so before we start with the questions, uh, what's the name of the department store again? Rishnishkis? <laughs> I swear you pronounce it different every time you say it. Right? Isn't that what it's called? I think it's called Renitzi. Renitzi? Yeah. Renitzi. It's a fancy department store. <laughs> yeah, they've got great suits down there. So. Yeah, great suits that swoosh like the <laughs> Nike logo. <laughs> so in Jerry's stand-up, he mentions that mannequins are only used to model clothing or for car accidents, right? Have you ever have you ever seen them for anything else? Because I think he's spot on with that. I can't. I kind of was racking my brain trying to think of. Um... Yeah, they're one other other thing, and you should know this. You're in healthcare for. Um, oh, they're doing. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Body parts. No, 
Well, that too. But when they're doing um, shit, CPR, CPR, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only other only other thing. So they're basically the life the life cycle of a mannequin is it 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 gets created, it models clothes, it gets yeah. in a car accident, and then gets revived by people learning CPR. That's it. <laughs> That's and then it. it starts all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad you thought of that. Only right, because I've to... had I've had nurses come up to me and be like, "We need a we need a, another CPR dummy." Oh yeah. <laughs> is she calling you a dummy or? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I have to see where they place that that uh comma. In the, the emphasis is the emphasis on need or is it on dummy (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) i have to analyze that all right let's get let's get down to brass tacks okay why the fuck doesn't she try the pie that is so fucking bizarre and i'm usually jerry's fastidiousness yeah nuts but i'm lock stock and barrel with him on this this is fucking weird we go through all of the particular reasons why someone might not want the pie yeah right Mm -hmm. she likes pie she's not diabetic she's not full Mm -hmm. so why does she not like the pie is it because the cook didn't wash actually wash their hands so there wasn't like fecal matter in the crust like what's the problem here so so is it like but then she tries the pie later in the episode so i was thinking like that's odd like why would she ever go back there <laughs> if, if that's the fecal well, because, right because she yeah yeah you're right my first hypothesis is that when they first sit down or they first you know start the episode he's like was it satisfying? And she was like, "Yeah, it's. I'm very full. I'm had the per- like she says like I had the perfect amount the of perfect food. amount, right? So it was almost like to me at first I was thinking, okay, like so she doesn't. She knows she had the exact amount. She's one of those people that could stop eating. She's not. She's but not she, me, basically. So she could have had a. She could have had one bite though. Yeah, but then so my hypothesis kind of went out the window though when Jerry starts eating the pie. And the look she's giving to the pie, it's like she's disgusted by the pie. So I think she's, you know what, a third hypothesis has popped into my head. And maybe she's just one of these people that doesn't share. Hmm. She doesn't want to share the pie because he bit the pie. And then she looks down at the pie and says, and says like, and is shaking her head like, no, like she doesn't want to share it almost like, because he already touched it and she was grossed out by that maybe. You know, she's one of these weirdo couples like Janine and Andrew that don't share. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the only explanation of work because um, nothing else makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like Jerry says, it's one for the ages. It is one for the ages. Let's go to an old school thing we used to do all the time. Good idea or bad idea? Oh, Moving walkways in the city. Good idea or bad idea? Amazing idea. I think it's absolutely amazing, too. And and I think they could do it. Yeah, 100%. In New York City? 
So, oh my God, New York would be a better place to visit if they had this shit. I was actually, it's funny because, uh, you know, I mentioned two of my trips off the top, but I actually went to New York City too for work. <laughs> well, of course, a couple, you did. Why, uh, like what, you? Uh, a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> and I'm walking through the city and I'm thinking, you know what, moving walkways would be wonderful. You know, they could, they have like the, the roads are so straight and like, you know, they could make it so like you could hop off and hop on. Like, I love moving walkways. I'm you I'm with George on this one. You could get rid of the taxis that ruin the city. Yeah. Like if you had to go, you know, let, let's say 10 blocks or whatever. Um, That'd be simple if you had moving walkways. No doubt. You know, you could get rid of half the taxis in the city, which would make it a, a million times better. Yeah, it's speak, speaking of New York, a little sidebar. Uh, so I hadn't been in New York since probably 2017, like in the city, 16 maybe, like Manhattan area. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, and all the horns are still honking. I was like, the smoke is still in the air. You know, it's still got that New York smell. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I and then I I was like somebody's like how'd New York go how you know what is what was it like and I was like it's exactly the same except for now there's so many fucking weed places there oh God, the whole God. city smells like like weed now really every block has a fucking weed weed stop shop or whatever are they are they allowed to just smoke like out in the streets and stuff? I mean. I I didn't see I didn't see anybody smoking, but I definitely smelled it everywhere. It's like yeah. all I smell. I feel like I was getting a contact high. I was like, Jesus. I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I don't care about it. I just I'm not a fan of that smell. I just don't like that smell. Yeah. Is Jerry right? I mean, I I kind of agree with him. I I feel like a pebble in the shoe is kind of like a man thing. Like has Steph ever been like, I have a pebble in my shoe? <laughs> No, I don't, I don't think so. And like the heat, like, I don't know. Like what he said, it's kind of weird, like a throwaway line. But like, I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it sounds, you know, like, it's to me, like pebble in the shoe. Like, I just, I picture a man. Like, if you told me a person has a pebble in their shoe, I just assume it's a man. <laughs> Not to be sexist. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've definitely had pebbles in my shoe. Yeah. It's irritating as fuck, but. I just, I mean, Elaine wears like heels too. So it's like, you know, if she was wearing those open toed shoes, you would think they'd have more pebbles on their shoe. Yeah. Well, they just go in and go out and they don't talk about it. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Odd. (laughs) It's just a funny line. I don't know. Yeah. It definitely is a weird throw in kramer's got an itchy back for what seems like days or what what is days actually yeah i mean have, is this a real thing like itchy back for days like days on end like, no i i definitely get the itchy back i've got back scratchers in my room and it downstairs mm-hmm. because you get that itch that you can't scratch yeah but I, it never goes on for more than like a day or like not like an hour. Yeah. I feel like, what does he just keep sitting on that itchy back couch with the, 
<laughs> just like fur sticking out of it or whatever. He must have like a itch, like right in the like that one area where you just can't get at it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I you feel know what like I'm saying. I feel like me and you are those itchy back. We're itchy back people too. Like some people, oh, yeah. never I get an itchy back at least once a week. It always stuck with me because Jay always because I think I was itching my back with like the corner of a wall once, and Jay like looked over. He goes, "Oh my god, I've always seen your brother do that," and that's oh, yeah. that stuck with me for some reason. I was like, "Yeah, no, I've Steph... never seen anybody else do that other than me and you." Steph calls me a cat. Like I'll do it all the time. Like she'll just. <laughs> Like I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna go downstairs and get a drink real quick. And then like I'm out in the, the hallway, just like perfect corner, like getting that scratch and she comes <laughs> out and she's like, You're like a cat out here. <laughs> it, it just happened literally like within the last week, I swear to God, she caught me scratching my Because <laughs> you get that good corner. You ever notice a good corner? Oh yeah. Love scratching your back there. Yeah, a good corner is like a like it. You know, I, I'm at the age now where I can't walk by a bathroom without going, and if I see a good back scratching corner, I gotta scratch my back there. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> nothing better. Was did Steph call you a cat because you were itching your back, and were you licking your your hands too at the, at the same time? Is that was Maybe that going was on? Doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think of Georgia's European accent? May I help you? (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I love it. I think, uh, I mean, Jason Alexander obviously is doing it, but I I don't know. George's accents on the show and his impersonations always get me. Yeah. (laughs) May I help you? (laughs) He's funny. Um. So what would you have done in the uh if you were Jerry in that poppy situation if you saw him <laughs> come out of the bathroom and not wash his hands and then fucking finger the hell out of that dough? <laughs> like, Listen, stabbing it. <laughs> I grew up very poor as, as you did, um, and I will pretty much eat anything, <laughs> but I will not eat something. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting prepared by uh by anybody who didn't wash their hands if i if i know about it i mean obviously if i didn't see that that happen yeah i would have been fine with the pizza uh that was especially made for you in maudre <laughs> um but that i can't no there's no way there's no way on earth that I could consume something that is being prepared by a chef that did not wash their hands if I knew about it. Yeah. There's no <laughs> no one could do that. That's that's gross. But if you don't know, I mean you don't know. Yeah. Get violently ill after, but I mean Yeah. It's it's like when you went to sliders that time and you got the garlic palm wings that I still can't eat because of you. <laughs> Had you known that the the guy in the back didn't wash their hands, you would have never eaten it. But oh. you, you went to town. Yeah, I was a big and, garlic uh, parm wing fan, and now it's ruined for life. Right? 
Yeah, and I ruined it for you too. <laughs> I know. We, I, I'll never forget. I'm like, yo, we should go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll bring Ben. We'll get some wings. Blah blah blah. And I wanted to get the garlic parm wings, and you fucking didn't. You were like, told me the whole story. I'm like, I can't. I still haven't had them to this day. <laughs> like fucking like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I love garlic parm wings. I got to make them on my own. Yeah, it's the only way to have them. <laughs> so aside from the uh, the margarita tomatoes and the uh, the fecal matter on the side, what did you think of that pizza that Poppy prepared? It looked pretty good, better than the um, the Dream Cafe frozen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I know of all the pizzas on the show, it definitely looked the best. It looked like a it looked like a New York style. It looked like a legit pizza. For once, yeah, yeah, it's good, but it was all fucking. Dis- it was gross. I mean, Jerry probably should have. Do you think he should have said something like to Audrey? Like, I'm not eating that fucking pizza. Your dad is disgusting. <laughs> like, no, you can't. So just I, shaking I, the head is the only way. <laughs> at that point, when you look like a, uh, when you look like Casper the Ghost, yes, but he should have like the next day maybe talk to her about it yeah at some point you got to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i have a feeling that relationship is not gonna last so we'll we'll watch the stand-in next and we'll we'll see if they're still together (laughs) no the the moment the moment she refused the pie that relationship was over jerry was (laughs) was done he was he was perplexed over that fucking that situation which which i i like i said earlier i mean i usually i i can't stand his fastidiousness but I'm I'm lockstep with him on that. It's fucking yeah. weird. Definitely. At least take a bite of it. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. if I'm out with stuff and she gets an apple pie, I don't like apple pie. Yep. Which is a little weird, I guess. But if she was like, you know, try try it. It's the best. It's the best I've ever. I would I would take a bite. You know, but she yeah. was like. Like had n- wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, it was very, very odd, very odd behavior. Mm-hmm. So let's. I already kicked it old school a little bit before with the uh, the question of a good idea, bad idea. Now I have another old school sign bros staple. Uh, for our, what do you for our, uh, our fans that have been down from day one? Yeah, day one ish of the episodes. You could actually understand. Because the mics are on. Okay. Um, do you like George's suit? Um, it looked good, but it looked a little bit like it was like a thick corduroy, though. Yeah. And um, for those that go back with Seinfeld, like, who is corduroy? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a thick did you notice that though like were those pinched it's hard to tell because the old um, you know this is a show from like 30 years ago yeah i couldn't tell if it was pinstriped or those were like 
really thick cords of Roy. Yeah, it almost I don't it, like the <laughs> the weird <laughs> the weird thick cords of Roy. <laughs> the weird thing is the suit is making like a fucking windbreaker noise. <laughs> Yeah, like it sounds like uh, you know a Nike windbreaker, but right. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of his suit, and I definitely like his suit he got from Mo Ginsburg. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, that one was much nicer. The one that got <laughs> stolen. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I love, I love a good, I love a really nice three piece suit. Like the whole the the look of it was great. Yeah, like it was all tailored and perfect, but I couldn't tell if those were um, thick cords, though. <laughs> suit, I, I, it, but yeah, you're right. It was making the wrong noise. Yeah, it wasn't making like a. It was making more like a. It was rustling like the leaves. Right, right. It sounded like a windy autumn day instead <laughs> of like uh, someone vacuuming. Yeah. Yes. Like a carpet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> So does uh Kaczynski's aka Renitsky's aka Renitsi have the right to pose the mannequins any way they want, you think? Cuz they own the mannequins? Yeah, of course. So <laughs> Why wouldn't the? I mean, Elaine doesn't have any say in that. So your your target, you're a you know now defunct, uh, you know, like Marshalls, let's say, or you know, Caldor. If we're gonna go old school, you have a mannequin, and you could basically pose it however you want. In your opinion, if you have a store, you could do whatever you want. Okay. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, Elaine came in. The mannequin looked just like her, but I mean, what? How does she have any say in that? Yeah, true. Why? Why would she? The I mean, it's a little that... off-putting that she <laughs> was set up getting a getting a spanking. I mean, <laughs> that was a little. Weird. I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds like she's a child, but she's getting spanked like sexually <laughs> yeah i know i know but, but it, i mean i don't know it's, it, does it, elaine have any say in that i mean it's no not... <laughs> i mean a little odd that uh that a place that sells two thousand dollar gautier dresses would have <laughs> right. no, getting no, spanked in the, in the fucking window <laughs> but they're they're I, I got the uh i got the feeling that they were european based yeah. on the sales lady's accent yeah so they do it's different oh it's different there yeah <laughs> it's not your caldors or uh marshall's kind of place so you're telling me that these europe european outfit places the department stores are uh they're selling their clothing by having a woman in lingerie <laughs> getting spanked yeah, they're on the ed- they're on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you're wearing it's, you're it's wearing one of those bizarre. bras, but you were wearing one of those bras with the points on it. <laughs> it was a bit bizarre, but uh, I mean, I, if you look at it in its totality, 
I mean, what is Elaine? What is she gonna do? Yeah, true. Other I mean, than steal the <laughs> the people at Rysniski's, they don't know that Ricky's been making these mannequins that to look just like Elaine. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? So they're just doing their thing. So Elaine got upset about it, but I mean, <laughs> it's not their fault. Yeah. Ricky got obsessed with her. Yeah. Started making those Elaine mannequins. <laughs> I made it for you, Elaine. He's <laughs> so creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he sure is. Uh, so what could George have done to get out of that situation with the pie? He's a team player, he says, but he doesn't take the pie. So, I mean, I, in he's my opinion. Gotta, he's got to be a team player and say, listen, I got this suit. He, he just needs, I mean, he got a big laugh about the whole suit to begin with. So he's got to just add on to it and say, listen, my fellow 40 short tried to get the suit. I took it. I hit it. Like it's that's the whole thing is funny. Yeah. That he he misplaced the suit. <laughs> he should just continue that whole story. He's like, I put it over here. The guy came in and said he's gonna get me back, and now he's the chef here. He's like, do not eat that pie. <laughs> like we're all a team right now, right? I mean, they're all kind of digging in before he even notices that they're eating that that he's there. And he should put a stop to it as soon as he should have so he should have slapped the spoon out of the guy. Yeah, he would be the ultimate. He'd be employee of the month, <laughs> right? That's the only way. I mean, what are you gonna do otherwise? Yeah, I mean, he really—he was in know. a tough situation. Yeah, it really—they set it up so well because he really was kind of stuck. Because if they start eating that pie, and then you bring up that it probably has fecal matter on it, <laughs> then they're probably not gonna hire you because you're gonna be the guy that uh. That got them poisoned, basically. So he was really, it was too little too late, in my opinion. So, and I think he actually did all he could. I mean, not eating the pie and just shaking his head, maybe. Maybe saying, like, you know, I, I'm allergic to whatever. Wasn't that, a, was that an apple pie or was that a cream? Wasn't that was some kind of cream, cream pie. pie? He could have said he was lactose intolerant. He doesn't like lactose, and he just can't stand for it. He could have eaten it and taken one for the team. Yeah, <laughs> but, but knowing violent, that violently ill, knowing that your fellow forty short is just back there, like he, the way all he sweaty. sits around the corner, all sweaty. <laughs> I know he was gotta be one of the most disgusting Seinfeld characters. You know, right? I hate about the sweaty characters. <laughs> that all fucking me. greasy and shit. Ugh. I mean, if if that if I had no interaction with that guy prior to the incident, and then the chef, they were like, "Oh, the, it's compliments of the chef," and you just saw that that was the chef, I probably still wouldn't have eaten. <laughs> no, no, he was all greasy and sweaty. <laughs> like yeah, I don't want any part of that. Part. All right, shit. All right, so let's uh, let's jump on into the categories. By the way, before we do that, how do we not say to introduce this episode? Why don't we dig into the pie? That would have been such a nice segue to the episode. But that would that would have been good. Yeah, if I was a good host, or did yeah. it take five months off in between episodes? Maybe I would have been on that. 
Right. <laughs> Maybe you said that down in Houston. Maybe let's dig into this game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up, down, even Steven. George is down. Jerry is at this point even Steven. Elaine is even Steven. And Kramer is even Steven. So George is yeah. George is down because he, uh, well, maybe he's even Steven, I guess. Well, he doesn't get the job, so I think that's down. Yeah, he's he's trying to get back in the work, uh, the workplace, but he lost it. Elaine kind of has an even Steven episode the whole time. She's going back and forth with this whole mannequin thing. Jerry, uh, actually, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, no, you know, no I, I threw out stuff. So you, you go ahead and no, go I, I think Elaine is kind of down. I mean, it, I don't know. I guess it could be kind of even Steven because it's like, it's like you have her. There's, as they said, she has a friend in Chicago that there's they got mannequins there. So it's like. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that there's these mannequins of you? Because then it's like, it's cool in a way because it's like, wow, like I'm a mannequin. I'm so good looking that they made a mannequin out of me. But then there's like the situation with the guys, like seeing her in a bra with points. And then you got George all in love with the man, <laughs> George all <laughs> happy about the naked Elaine mannequin. <laughs> like it's. So it's I don't know I guess it kind of evens out so I'll, I'll go with even Steven too. I think I think where you got to leave it is she was able to extract the um, mannequin from Rusniski's. Yeah. Um, and that satisfied her because that was the only one in the city that we're aware of. True. True. You know. All right. Um, Jerry ends up being even Steven because he he still doesn't have the uh, solution to why Audrey didn't like the pie but everything kind of broke his way afterwards mm-hmm. and uh, Kramer's big thing was the itch which went away and he was able to kind of break things off with Olive Yeah, I mean I, I don't know how to really explain Kramer's situation <laughs> it's fucking weird right yeah. <laughs> he's, in, he's into dolls now <laughs> right I mean, the fucking arm is falling off <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> Ooh, that's that's Kramer for you yeah All right. <laughs> he has a better episode in the next one deep cuts nitpicks or observations I'm never good at this. Deep cuts, nitpicks, and observations. Do you want me to just do it? Yeah, I, I don't. I I think in the next one I got a couple, which would be interesting. All right. First off, Audrey is Eva. Oh yeah. Einhorn yeah. is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Audrey... you brought the you brought this up. Many many episodes ago, they, which actually yeah, um, yeah, from the limo, yeah, the uh, yep. the neo Nazis, which actually brings me to my fourth hypothesis. I was gonna say hypot 
hot the noose. <laughs> well, you you said it back then that she ended up going into hiding. Yeah, so I think that she doesn't want to taste the pie because there's nothing more American than apple pie. And since she is a neo-Nazi, she hates oh. America and doesn't want to taste the pie. But then that falls apart because she's eating pies all over town. She actually eats the pie later. She at goes Poppy's. to Monk's. She yeah. gets the pie at Monk's. What else? Because Jerry said it was the best in town. <laughs> yeah. Which actually is my second observation. I find it hard to believe that the coffee shop has the best apple pie in the city. Listen, monks serve some of the best stuff. Do you not see this throughout the entire catalog of Seinfeld? You got the cop, he ends up getting the, um, what does he get? He gets a sandwich. I mean, they have. He's having a sandwich now. (laughs) (laughs) They get, I mean, and you have to understand, like, my favorite restaurant of all time is the Cromwell Diner. Yeah, you also have plebeian taste. (laughs) No, but if you could go to a place that at any hour you could get an omelet, you could get a Reuben, you could get a burger, and they're always on point. Like, have you ever gotten a bad meal at the diner? I mean, I usually go with the Ruben No Sierra, but um, at the at the diner, but everything I've, I mean, it's good. The Cromwell Diner's on point. I have gone to diners where the food's a little subpar, but yeah, it might get a little greasy or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the diner's solid. It's, it's no, I, I, I just, I am in lockstep with with a place that will. Like, depending on what you want, what you're feeling, like, they'll bring it out. Like, if you want if you want some pancakes at 3.30 in the afternoon, bam, they got it. And they're good. I mean, they have salads. If they only had Chinese food, then all problems would have been solved. That's, that's the big problem. That's That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like but like i i envision monks to be a lot like the cromwell diner where it's like you show it's like i'm gonna get the big salad now i'm gonna get the tuna that swims upstream like i want to get like like <laughs> you can get any, anything you want true you know yeah you know it, it you know and diners do have kind of good uh, dessert so uh, maybe i'm just wrong i just don't, i don't get I just, don't get the lemon meringue pie have you ever seen the lemon meringue pie that's in the showcase <laughs> you ever at the uh the, at the middletown diner it's been it's probably been there since the silent era <laughs> exactly the fucking meringue is like six feet tall <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting looking the, the meringue's been heightening yeah, it's been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <that's> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what is it on steroids? <laughs> I used to smoke cigarettes in there. I was trying to. All right, next observation. Next observation is uh, Kramer's wearing the lobster shirt. Uh, classic. That oh. that lo- that lobster shirt. I think this is the first time he wears it. 
Is that uh, the one where he's trapping lobsters down at uh, uh at Hamp- in the Hamptons? No, I just mean his shirt has lobsters on it. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's got the it's the very I don't know. There's a, like a million pictures of Kramer with the shirt on, and it's like uh I don't know. He pr- I think he wears it multiple times, and I think he does wear it maybe in that episode of the Hamptons, but I have to relitigate that later. But I just noticed it, and I was like, oh, that's that shirt that always is everywhere. Not only does uh, Poppy forget to wash his hands, but there are multiple signs in multiple languages <laughs> that say employees yeah. must wash their hands. Yeah. No, so which is... before, uh, before you even get a sense that there's somebody else in the bathroom, yeah, Jerry's washing his hands, and the sign to the left says "Employees must wash." <laughs> and then it's in Spanish too. <laughs> no, and there's a second sign too. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so great. Funny. <laughs> so funny. Did you get a lot of? Um, I'll be. Uh, I'll read my Time magazine in the park. Uh, Oh, it must be a beautiful God. day. Did you get that vibe when he was like, "Oh, I'll pay half." Arriva Durchi, my fellow forty short. Didn't that scene oh, remind you just God. of that yes, same? It was, scene? it was the same. What is it, timber or timber? <laughs> it was the same exact. That it was. It, did you get Jake? Did you get John Kraus vibes? In that with that whole thing, <laughs> I'm telling you, George, uh, Jason Alexander, George Costanza, were he morphed into John Krause in that scene. <laughs> that is fucking dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> I swear on my life. Well, he yeah, we know the way he looks, he like looks the way he acting. acts. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> I could completely see dad doing that. <laughs> Not to that perfection that Alexander does, but you know what I mean? He's all fucking like walks in. I'm going to get the suit. Oh, is it going to be You know, like just fucking loving. Oh, life. look what I found. Yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like him. Yep. Speaking of looking just like him, is it me or is the health inspector look just like Poppy? It's like it could be his older brother. <laughs> I'm like his brother's arresting him. <laughs> Come this way, Poppy. Yeah. Um, and then what did the I do? Time... What did I do? <laughs> how does he get? I got it. We got to find out as we move forward how he gets back into the restaurant business. And prepares those uh, ducks from Newfoundland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that he was sloppy this early. I thought he was sloppy after the Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's sloppy early. He must have paid. A, his brother must have got a, you know, the, his brother, the health inspector, must have put in a good word for him. Yeah, he got back into the restaurant business after all that sloppiness. And also another thing is, it, it, I mean, question his... It's Poppy, right? Right. Which is dad, which is Audrey's dad. Right. So is his name Pop- his name is actually Poppy? No, no. It's a, that's an enduring. Okay. So he just becomes Poppy to everybody. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
He's a good dad. And then uh, the last observation I wanted to make, <laughs> he's a good dad. He's a good dad. He's an incredible dad. He's an impeccable, he's an impeccable dad. <laughs> <laughs> My dad always spent so much time with me because he cut out washing hands. So he never he had that extra 10 minutes. Every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wrote, it, 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 it made him, it made him, it jumped him from great to impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last observation I have is uh, when they're eating the pie at the end, the people from McKenzie's, that just is a two for one. So the, the guy sitting next to him, the African-American fellow, he's yeah. like, come on, be one of us. If you're one of us, you'll take a bite. Is it me or is he like in a trance? Like, what the hell's going on with that guy? Yeah. And, and then the the Mackenzie, like the head guy, I want to call him Mackenzie because I feel like the place is named Mackenzie and this is like the head guy, but his name's probably not Mackenzie. But anyways, he's offering George the pie. He's like, come on, George, eat the pie. And he like gives him his fork. Like he's going to feed him the pie. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, I'm sorry. Like, George is already out because he wasn't going to try the pie. But, like, if you're, <laughs> your boss is offering you a piece of pie off, off of his fork, like, is that a place you really want to work at anyways? Well, he had fired the the guy previously because he wasn't a team player. Yeah. <laughs> and so they just He was putting George to the test. They share forks and pencils. <laughs> if you're one of us, you'll try the pie. <laughs> oh fucking... He's like a Stephen King character. <laughs> All bad acting and but yeah. scary. True. If you're one of us. <laughs> right. One of us, you will try the pie. <laughs> pie now. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the side characters. Uh let's see. We have what do we have? Poppy. We have Audrey. I love Poppy. Love him. You love I mean, Poppy? In, in this particular episode, he's absolutely dis I mean he's disgusting. All, all the time <laughs> he's, funny. he's funny yeah i mean he's not obnoxious like some of the other side characters what about uh audrey i don't like her do you like her or the eva but... uh i i mean she's cute again she's attractive but she's even worse than this one yeah I mean, she's not drooling over George, but yeah. <laughs> true. Uh, what do you think of the fellow Forty Short? He's funny. He's greasy, <laughs> of course. He's angry because the because George tells him the sales on a different day. <laughs> yeah, there's an unadvertised sale starting on uh, Monday. Uh, Monday. <laughs> you know, honey, for an unadvertised sale, you're doing a lot of yapping about it. Speaking of the one that's been doing a lot of yapping, what do you think of the saleswoman? Uh, 
is she really that um, Eastern European? Look like she was doing a little acting. Listen here, Natasha. <laughs> right though, I mean, she doesn't look Eastern European. I don't know. I She's I not honestly... like Milos. I mean, that's true. <laughs> she looks very American. What about Rava? Is she more foreign than Rava? Rava's dark. Yeah, I love the I love the saleswoman. I I think she's hilarious. <laughs> like when yeah, she, she's she's fun. When she um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't know. I don't know. Um, when she t- when she rolls her eyes at George, and Elaine's like, "Did you just roll your eyes at him?" Because let me tell you something: if anybody should be rolling their eyes, it is me at him about you. The way she rolls her eyes makes me laugh so hard for some reason. All right, what do you think of Olive? I like Olive. So what is she just filling in for Ruthie Cohen for one one week? Oh, Ruth, Ruthie vacation? Cohen is there. No, she's not. Well, is she there for this one? Because she's there in the next one. She's there in this one, too. Oh, is she? I didn't even notice. Yeah, when Kramer goes to pick her up, Ruthie Cohen is taking over the next shift. Oh, okay. So she works the opposite shift. Yeah, I think okay. uh, Olive has the morning shift, maybe. I like Olive. She's she's a sweetheart. Yeah, I feel bad for her when Kramer's uh, when Kramer yeah. dumps her. She seems so upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. I mean, I'm not a big fan of those nails, but it reminds me of that lady that used to work at a, or they used to come in. At, did you ever see her? She used to shop at Expect and her nails were like eight feet oh, long. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> like, what are you doing? How do you go to the room? bathroom? <laughs> her nails were like a Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. It reminded me of Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> No, I Olive Olive is such a sweet she's such a sweet kid. Sweet kid. Yeah. <laughs> she's a sweetheart. All right. Uh do we have any do we have cancel culture from this episode? Uh we have enough in the next episode. Yeah, we definitely have enough in the next one. <laughs> and this and this one I'm gonna go with the Elaine mannequin getting spanked, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, In the next episode, we have enough to for the entire uh, Seinfeld catalog, <laughs> <laughs> except for when uh, Kramer's blackface. <laughs> uh, well, there's that, and the Puerto Rican day too. I think my my right, Puerto Rican day is not even. Are we are we even gonna do Puerto Rican day? Oh, we have to. It's part of the catalog. We're gonna have to walk. We're gonna have to like fucking tippy toe around that episode though, for sure. Um, but but like in the next one, I mean, jeez. Yeah. All right. So best line or scene. Best line or scene in this one should have seen. Um, I did. I mean, how could it be anything other than when George is peeking in? He walks in all calmly, finds the suit that is misplaced, and uh, tells his fellow forty short, "Arrivederci." <laughs> how could it be anything other than that? 
Yeah, I, I right? like that. Yeah, that's a great line. Um, I'm sure you got more, but if there's anything better than that, <laughs> clue, clue me in. Yeah, I have a I have a couple things listed, but I do love that. I think that's your winner. Like it's so perfectly done, and he reminds yeah. you of dad. And, oh my god that that's fucking anytime george can remind you of dad <laughs> <laughs> um i like when george is just like well poppy he's got a lot of problems uh there's a whole other thing going on with poppy <laughs> yeah. like there's a whole other thing going on with poppy and then uh two seconds later george is like the last time when he's talking to kramer he's like the last time i saw elaine uh, the Elaine mannequin, she was naked. And then yeah. Jared goes, yeah, and Poppy's got problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a couple other things is that guy, the guy that just swoops in, I love this guy. Gives the, oh. uh, the the guns. Oh, yeah, he gives Elaine the guns, and then Elaine gives him the guns back, which I yeah. love. And then he's just like, you were wearing a G-string and one of those bras with points. <laughs> George's line when they're walking into into uh, the the restaurant and his his suits rustling and he's like the guy's like oh it's kind of like a rustling and George's like it could be the leaves because <laughs> 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 really like what else rustles like <laughs> other than Russell Dow Ripple what other <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, um True. and then of course the famous line well Poppy's a little sloppy. Is always yep. a classic, but yeah, that's all I got for that. So, who won the episode? Ooh. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, wow, this is really tough. Not many people won. Certainly not Poppy because he's going away for a long time. <laughs> yeah, in terms of like uh, coming out on top, like. Uh, so we gotta go to funniest, and of course we gotta go with George. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, nobody really comes out on top. Nobody's like the champion of the episode, right? So again, like you know, we are George guys, but uh, you know, George he kills it again. I mean, his European accent alone. I mean, <laughs> him him walking into the into monks showcasing that. Uh, <laughs> is is enough for me to give him the episode i mean that entrance yeah he's like loving life he's like he's got the interview coming up he's fucking decked out he got the suit you know what i mean he misplaced yep. it so the other his fellow shorty his fellow 40 short couldn't obtain that suit he got it it's perfect he didn't hear the whooshing because the uh, the noise outside, noise on the streets, and uh, yeah, he's he's the funniest. Yeah, definitely. All right, but I do have to say he should have told the uh, the rest of the guys at the table about that chef before yeah. they got violently ill. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, I you know, like I said, I think it was too late. They were already dead. Yeah, they were well. They were already into the pie already, you know. So once you bite it, it's done. You can't say anything at that point. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for the pie. So let's uh, uh, let's cut the lights. Uh, bring in our stand-ins.
<laughs> that's that scene. <laughs> I love this. Uh, bring in oh, the stand-in episode. You want to recap that one? Yeah, this is gonna be our new king of the hill. I have. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm throwing it see. out. I'm throwing it out there early. A lot going on here. We got George and Jerry. They're on the bus. They're talking about some relationships, and George talking with his girlfriend. How they have absolutely nothing to talk about. They're bored. They don't even talk to each other. Just kind of sit there. And uh, we got Al Nietzsche, Al Nietzsche, Nietzsche showing up on the bus. He's like, I met this girl. It's like we we have these amazing conversations. It's just wonderful. Sometimes we'll talk all night till the sun comes up. So how about you? Oh, I'm seeing someone. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know her, Daphne Bauer. Great girl. We have no need to speak. We communicate with deep, soulful looks. Like Dwight and Mamie Eisenhower. Right before he's leaving, he's like, yeah, Jerry, did you hear about Fulton? He's like, God, no, I guess he's not doing too well. He could use a really good laugh. He's over at the hospital. We got George and Jerry. They're over at the apartment. And Jerry's like, he could use a good laugh. Do you understand how much pressure that is? Come on, come with me. I'm not good in these situations. I I can't hide my pity. I I make them feel worse. I'll stop it. Yeah, and also I'm afraid that people in that state are finally going to tell me what they really think of me. You know, they got nothing to lose. What do they care? So you're not going to come? No, but say hello for me. Kramer and Mickey come walking in. And uh, they're like, oh, how's work? He's like, you got the job? He's like, yeah, yeah, we we got the job. We're stand-ins for General Hospital. It is, it is General Hospital. No, it's all my children. Is it? Yeah. Okay. He's like, oh, yeah, make you stand in there for an eight-year-old, and I'm his father. Oh, yeah, yeah, but there's a big problem. It's like the kid, is he's growing. He shot up like two inches. I could do four foot two, maybe four foot three. How do you stop a kid from growing, though? I told you, you should offer him some cigarettes. I offered him cigarettes, but his stupid mother's always hanging around. She won't let him have any. What about lifts? Out of the question. Can't you just switch with another midget? It's little people. You got that? Easy, Kramer and Mickey, oh yeah, we gotta get back to the show. And Jerry's, he's gonna go over and see Fulton. Kramer and Mickey are outside Jerry's apartment and Kramer's trying to talk to Mickey about how he should fucking get some lifts. <laughs> it's like, now look, I'm getting you lifts. I don't care what you say. No buts about it. This kind of thing is just not done. You want to keep your job, don't you? Yeah, but I, no buts. Kramer! Ah! We flash forward, we see Jerry and he's uh, over to see Fulton. And Jerry's telling jokes that we all love, but Fulton is not laughing whatsoever. (laughs) It's me! Hey, Jerry. Good to see you. I could use a good laugh. Who couldn't? I haven't cracked a smile in months. Oh, don't worry. You'll crack. Cracking's inevitable. First you crack, then you chuckle. That was the motto of the Russians at the siege of Leningrad. First you crack, then you chuckle. You know, because... Leningrad, when the Nazis attacked, it wasn't a very happy time. 
because of the war. <laughs> Next we go, we have uh, George and Daphne at Monk's. They have absolutely nothing to talk about. So how are the eggs? Eggs are eggs. Eggs are eggs. That is very profound. <laughs> By the same token, could you say fish is fish? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Listen, Daphne. 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 <laughs> I have to tell you something. This is very difficult. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Al Nechi called me today. Yeah, yeah, I bumped into him on the bus. What did he have to say? He told me not to get involved with you. What? Yeah, he said you could never make a commitment to anyone and you'd just wind up hurting me. He said that? What a nerve! How dare he say something like that? Is it true? Of course not! <laughs> Next, we're on the set with all my children. And, um... We're right into it. And the actor is like, how long are you going to be away from me, Daddy? I'm not really going away. I told you. I'll be back every other weekend. Don't go, Daddy. Don't go. Now, Porter. <laughs> you know your mother and I love you very much. But sometimes people fall out of love. Now, give me a big hug. And there's your scene. Stand in. Yo. All right, you guys, get on their spots. We gotta fix the lights. That's good work. All right, all right. How long are you gonna be away for, Daddy? <laughs> I'm not really going away. I told you I'd be back every other weekend. Don't go, Daddy, don't go. Now listen, Porter, you know your mother and I love you very much. But sometimes people fall out of love. Now give me a big hug. everybody one hour next we've got jerry and he's telling jokes but he's struggling to make fulton laugh and their buddy phil totola he stops in he's like oh jerry how's he doing uh i i don't know he could use a few good laughs next we've got jerry and elaine over at jerry's apartment elaine's mentioning to jerry that he should have told fulton the pachyderm story he's like i did He's like, it did, but it didn't work. He's like, anyway, but I bumped into Phil Tatola on my way out. He's like, you know, of all my friends, I can actually picture you dating him. Elaine's like, ah, all right, all right. Just give him my number. George comes in. This, you're not going to believe. Al Nietzsche, that pimple, <laughs> tells Daphne that she should not get involved with me. What? Yeah. That's what she told me. Why? Because he's afraid that she's going to get hurt. Is she? Of course. <laughs> so? Well, he doesn't have to tell her. Maybe he likes her. Oh, no, no, no. He's deeply in love. And I was just about to break up with her when she told me. Well, so what are you going to do? Well, I can't break up with her now. 
Why? Because he said I was going to. So now you're going to keep going out with her for spite. Yes, I am. Yeah, I can see that. I don't see any way around it. No, me either. What choice do I have? We go over, we got Mickey. He's over in the locker room, and he sees that someone has discovered his lips. They're searching through his locker. Jerry and Kramer were, are at the apartment. People are saying, I guess, that since Jerry's visit, Bolton, Fulton has taken a turn for the worst. Kramer said, well, you know what? He's like, you should have told him that pachyderm story. It's like, I did. Kramer's like, I, I, you know what? I'm going to go visit him. No, I'm very good with sick people. They love me. When my friend Len Nicodemo had the gout, I moved into his hospital room for three days. The doctors were amazed at his recovery. Hey. Hey, Mick. Johnny Vigiano went through my locker. Oh. A little bastard. He saw the lifts in my shoes. He knows I'm heightening. Kramer and, and uh, Mickey start fighting. And uh, then all of a sudden, Mickey starts explaining the whole uh, heightening thing to uh, Kramer and Jerry. Why does this guy Johnny have it in for you? Oh, he's always been jealous of me. I always get to stand in for the bigger stars. The Cosby kids, Ricky Schroeder, Macaulay Culkin. What's he like, huh? He's a good kid. Yeah? Well, so what does he care if you put lips in? You don't understand. There's an unwritten code about this kind of thing. I could be ostracized. I remember when I was a kid, some guy tried to heighten. He lost his job, lost his friends, everything. Oh, I knew I was crazy to try this kind of thing, but I was so desperate. What is this kid taking anyway? Hormones, steroids, what'd you tell me? We, next we have George and Daphne. It's after their date, they're sitting in the car and George is explaining that he can't stay. The night he has like this father-son picnic going on with his, his amazing father. His dad got a new blanket for the whole thing. He's got a whole thing of potato salad. And he got that uh, game with the foam paddles and the Velcro ball, huh? <laughs> Have you given any more thought to what we talked about? You know, moving in? Yes. Oh, yes, very much. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't want to move in. No, no, I do. You know, it's just... Maybe Alnetchi was right. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten involved with you. No, he's not right. Alnetchi is not right. All right, I'm canceling the father-son picnic. I don't know what he's going to do with all that potato salad. Next, we've got Elaine built a toll on a date. So then Pachyderm picks up. <laughs> the two pieces of pizza. And mind you now, they're burning hot. He can barely hey, hold them. I mean, he's trying to, like, juggle the pizza. You know, I mean, and then, and then they go flying out of his hands. They go flying out of his hands and put lights on her face and the other lights on his face. <laughs> the end of the date, Elaine's leaning in for a kiss, goodnight, and Phil took it out. <laughs> Jerry's on the phone, he's talking to some people and he wants to see uh, Fulton again, and says that he'll definitely make him laugh because he's got his whole set and all new material. Elaine comes in. Hey! Good 
Hello. So? What? Come on, how was your date? Oh, the date. The date. Yeah, how was it? Interesting. Really? Oh, yeah. Why, what happened? Let's see. How shall I put this? Well, just put it. He took it out. <laughs> he what? He took it out. He took what out? It. He took it out? Yes, sir, Bob. He couldn't. He did. Well, you were involved in some sort of amorous... No. You mean he just... Yes. Are you sure? Oh, quite. There was no mistaking it? Jerry. So you were talking, mm -hmm. you were having a pleasant conversation, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden... Yeah. It. It. Out. Out. Well, I, I can't believe this. I know Phil. He he's a good friend of mine. We play softball together. How could this be? Oh, it be. After that, Kramer comes in. Hey, how was your date with Phil Totola? He took it out. <laughs> well, maybe uh, he needed some air. You know, sometimes they need air. They can't breathe in there. It's inhuman. Next, we've got Jerry and George, and Jerry's explaining the whole situation with Elaine and Phil. So she's just sitting there. She's having a pleasant conversation, and all of a sudden... It. It. Out. Out. <laughs> wow. I spent so much time trying to get their clothes off, I never thought of taking mine off. <laughs> all right, hey, come on, get out of here. Daphne's gonna be here. All right, I'm going. You know what I've come to realize? I'm not just bored. I genuinely dislike her. Jerry's like, how long are you going to keep this up? I'll get married if I have to. Jerry's like, they're doing wonderful things at mental institution these days. <laughs> He's like, I'll set you up with a meet and greet. Anyway, what, what are you doing, Jerry? He's like, I'm going to see Fulton. I'm not going to even say hello. I'm going right into my material. As Jerry uh, is going to Fulton's room, he bumps into Phil. Oh, hey, Jerry. Oh, hey, Phil. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry things didn't work out with Elaine. I don't know what I did wrong. Well, you, you showed her who you are. <laughs> oh, look at this. What, she's got to breastfeed in public? Yeah, that's the last thing you want to see. Well... Next to last. I'll see you. Jerry goes into his room. Next, we got Mickey and Kramer. They're playing rock, paper, scissors. And they're not getting anywhere because rock beats everything. What beats rock? Nothing beats rock. <laughs> all of a sudden, you got all the uh, little people surrounding them and talking to Mickey and questioning him about heightening look mickey everybody knows that's your heightening it's all over the set hey wait a minute. don't touch me you ought to be ashamed of yourself 
all the progress we've made over the years, and you go and blow it by pulling a stupid stunt like this. Wait a second, wait a second. You got me all wrong. It was all because of the kid. The kid was growing. He shot up two and a half inches in a month. I would have lost my job. Any one of you would have done the same. You got no right. I'm Mickey Abbott. I stood in for Punky Brewster when all of you was nothing. Next scene, we got Jerry and he's doing his act and Fulton is dying laughing and uh, he actually dies. (laughs) (laughs) Dies of laughter. (laughs) 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 Lastly, we have George and Daphne at Monks and Daphne's saying that she's never met anyone who's so committed to commit. And this conversation makes this so much more difficult. I'm afraid I met someone. Difficult? The other day after work, some girlfriends and I went to a bar for some drinks, and there was this crazy mishap, and I wound up meeting someone as a result. George. Oh, please don't. I'm afraid the worst of it is it's someone you know. Jerry Persack. Pachyderm? <laughs> he was carrying his two pieces of pizza. Pachyderm? Pachyderm? <laughs> he was carrying two pieces of pizza. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I tried to do it justice, but not so good. Yeah, it's tough because there's a lot of physical comedy in this, and we're a audio podcast only. And a no research pod, too. No research pod. Why are George and Daphne slash Daphne together? (laughs) That couple makes zero sense. Well, they had a good thing going because they didn't have to talk, (laughs) which we know they they all love. I mean, we... I would imagine they're together for more than like a week because they're like already like having sleepovers. They're eating breakfast, and lunch together, not talking and reading the whole time. You read yep. during lunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he doesn't even know how to say her name correctly. <laughs> Daphne. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a quite the odd couple there um and, the nitpick, yeah. and they they owed they owed it to uh al Nechi that pimple that they stay together for so long right do you think there's real stand-ins do you think that's a real job yeah there's the... stand-ins on seinfeld oh that's true you're right <laughs> wow i'm tired i only mentioned like kramer's stand-in 25 times during yeah, this. I mean, your Do Not Disturb has been on for fucking five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got stunt doubles and stand ins for these guys. True, true. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're so enigmatic, would you say? So what do you, I mean, what do you think the actual purpose is? Do you think they just like, 
for the lighting because that's what they originally say but they act out the scene <laughs> i think for certain scenes you need yeah yeah if you didn't catch the um obviously not during the uh speaking parts but like yeah for like a camera angle or whatever yeah so like a camera angle like a back like the hug for example they could use that as like the standards yeah. if they didn't catch it from a good angle don't right. go daddy don't go <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just love the juxtaposition of mickey like giving two shits about the acting don't go daddy don't go and then you got kramer you know daddy loves you very much <laughs> some people fall out of love <laughs> this kind of goes the goes along the line with the stand-ins but why are there so many little people on the set of all my children or are they they just question. from other shows maybe wandering over yeah they're probably at 30 rock doing yeah. that so there's all you you have to have stand-ins for all the little people for all the kids. Oh, I guess it's all the kids on all the shows. Yeah, I mean, did didn't Mickey Abbott stand in for Blossom and Punky Brewster and and Macaulay Culkin? Macaul, he did everybody. He's Macaulay pretty much Culkin. Um, who else? He did yeah, Punky Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> All while all the other little people were nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he um, did somebody else was really <laughs> Didn't he do different strokes or something? <laughs> did he stand in for Webster? <laughs> yeah, he did something. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stood in for Buddy Lembeck too. Well, he could have. <laughs> how do you feel about george uh continuing the relationship out of spite do you think that fits his character oh 100 <laughs> percent, million percent right? yeah he would die <laughs> he he says he's he would get married you don't even know what makes me tick <laughs> yeah he confronts jerry about it yep. yeah Jerry knows though. He knows what's up. He just oh, thinks yeah. he's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Well, at first he agrees with him, but then it just keeps going and he's like, I, you know, even for George, this is a lot. Yeah, he says keeping the relationship going for spite. And he's like, I could see that. Yeah. And he keeps going and he's like, you know, they're doing some amazing things at these mental institutions. <laughs> <laughs> set you up for a meet and greet <laughs> George would take that thing because Al Nietzsche said that fleetingly on the bus George is going to go on with that forever Yep, <laughs> and we know that everyone who watches Seinfeld knows that that, that is definitely going to happen Yep, no doubt about it <laughs> and luckily she breaks up with him yeah <laughs> Yeah. Which he sounds, oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
All right, could you explain the pachyderm story? I can't explain it because I didn't get enough of it. You don't think you got enough of it? I think I could explain it. Did you get enough of it? I feel like I, I understand what's going on. All right, what happened? All right, so they're out for pizza. Yep. And I'm imagining they all played softball together. Right. Because you have, you know, Fulton. Oh, we played softball together. And Al Mechie, yep. they all kind of know each other. They all know pachyderm. Right. And they're, so I'm imagining it's like after a softball game and they're having pizza and he goes to bring the pizza over to somebody and then he realizes it's hot. So it kind of burns his hands. So they throw scalding hot pizza on somebody's face. So that's the whole story. <laughs> he okay. tripped. However, it's then later revealed that when he steals Daphne, that he does the same move. So that's his move. His move is to throw pizza at people in their face. Wow. The derm. That's, the that's derm. The derm. <laughs> oh you can't trust people named jerry parsec or whatever the hell his name is these guys are all fucking nuts <laughs> there's the derm so <laughs> speaking of moves when did you teach phil totally your move well no i mean i've been a stand for phil totally for forever <laughs> I'm just standing. <laughs> That's my move. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you think it stands and breathe? It was like, what was going on with that? I mean, you got Frank Costanza. He stops short. You got Jerry's, you know, counterclockwise swirl. counterclockwise swirl, and then you got Phil Totoli. Just pulls it out. It out. <laughs> I don't even have any explanation for I mean maybe if it was on a second date because Elaine showed interest in that but like on the first date yeah you know what I'm saying like I would think you would have to get some sort of vibe from the date in order to uh, pull it out well, it's it's odd too because I mean it's they're definitely hitting it off because he's laughing his ass off and she's laughing they're having a right because the she's leaning the pachyderm story which is uh, a hit Elaine must tell it better but uh, <laughs> he's in there he's he's laughing his ass off like to the story and they're hitting it off and like she leans in for a kiss so clearly like it's things are going well but. The problem is when he's laughing, he's going, I'm going to pee my pants. So like, <laughs> yes. he goes from that level to like pulling it out. <laughs> I, 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 I myself and no one else has any explanation about it. Yeah. But so then, odd. but then why do you, why do you get so aggravated with the lady breastfeeding? Yeah. It just, well, I don't know. Are you going to do that in public? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's like, there's nothing worse than that. Well, uh, I guess. <laughs> That's one of the funniest fucking Jerry one-liners. 
Yeah. Anything worse than that? Well, then uh, I guess. <laughs> Let's get to the categories. First category we have is up, down, even, Stephen. Uh, Kramer's even, Stephen. Not much really goes. I mean, Mickey's mad at him, but they're buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more Mickey's problem. Jerry is down. I I mean, I think he his act killed it, uh, <laughs> but killed his friend in the meantime. <laughs> I think he's down, but. I mean, in Jerry's world, is he even Steven? Because his act is so good? Yeah. More to discuss later on there. George is down. Or even, I mean... I think he's like even Steven. He didn't have a job to begin with, so I guess he's he's okay. And then... Well, he's dating Daphne. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I got the episode. I was like, what is this job thing? Yeah, Georgia, he didn't, he kind of got out of, maybe Georgia's up, because he, it wasn't him, which Al Nitschie said that he was too immature to have a relationship. She broke up with him. Yeah. So he's probably up a little bit, just a touch. Yeah. Because he could care less about the relationship, clearly. And then Elaine is... Even how do you explain this? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, part of me thinks, well, even Steven, I guess. I mean, she's still clearly putting asses in seats. I mean, oh, well, yeah, I mean, just got Piltatola up. Um, right, true. <laughs> so, I guess that's good. So I, you know what? Actually, I say he, she's up because that's uh, Jerry Kramer and George's friend. Yeah. Who now she has something on them. True. Yeah. Jerry set her up with, with him, and he took it out and blew it. So now she's got a little something on on the crew. True. Yeah, that works. Right. Yeah. Um, deep cuts, nitpicks, or observations? Deep cuts, we got all of the references to like Home Alone, um, Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the, the things that Mickey Abbott. The Cosby does. Kids. The Cosby Kids. Yeah. All the things that he's done in his career, which is awesome. Uh, deep Cuts. Um, I can't think of anything. Observation. Deep cuts. Nitpicks. Hard to nitpick this episode. I love it. It's, uh, it's a really good one. I mean, maybe uh, many people don't know this, but uh, Mickey Abbott is actually uh, he's related to Bud Abbott. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the son of uh, number one. Number one? From uh, Awesome Powers. Is he? Yeah. What? Um, You mean number two? Number two, I mean, yeah. Robert Wagner? 
Yeah. No. You anti-dentite bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, he is, you're right. Nikki gets married. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Robert... <laughs> yeah, Robert Wagner. And it actually brings you way back because um, in the episode when George is returning all the change, he's wearing the uh, sweater. Yep. And in the mirror at the diner, he looks like Robert Wagner. Yeah, that's the um, the episode where Jerry's um, trying to break up with the friend. Oh, um, yeah, the male unbonding. Yeah, male unbonding. Yep, that's the one. But you remember when George yep. is like, I look like Robert Wagner, <laughs> who is number two. Yeah. Who is Mickey Abbott's dad. Yep. True. I was trying to how make. About, a, how about that deep cut? That's a deep cut right there. If I've ever heard of one. Um, <laughs> it was so deep that neither of us knew what the hell was going on. Trying to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got you got him doing a number one. Yeah. yeah sorry, I didn't mean. That. I didn't mean <laughs> Only the pachyderm story makes you want to do a number one. <laughs> That's true. Um, so Jerry bombing, which is always, uh, oh, I like to point out, I fucking love those. We love it. Yeah, everyone loves it. Uh, we have Larry David voice. With, yep. Uh, uh, the lights. We got to fix the lights. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I never, I never realized until, uh, rewatching it today. Uh, yeah. That that was a Larry David. Yep. That's and then, sure. uh. So Jerry's come a long way since early in the uh, Seinfeld run where he's now fixing a lane up with one of his friends. Remember Jealous Jerry and yeah. Jealous Elaine? It's like yeah. uh, they wouldn't even uh, going way back to season one when uh, when Jerry's trying to get the girl at the dinner party there. He's trying to get her number, but he doesn't yeah. want to ask Elaine because then, then she's jealous and they're jealous and uh, everybody's jealous. But yeah. now, now he's willing to hook him up, uh, hook her up with uh, Phil, Phil Totola. Yeah, I think he uh, after the Keith Hernandez thing. Yeah, I think he realized that there's other guys out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works pretty much for every episode after this too, except for when he he's all he who wants he his feelings get all different. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he wants to marry her. And then I think there's one other spot. Yeah, true. But for the most part, yeah, he's okay with the lane dating. Yeah. Uh, another observation is uh, Len Nicodemo had the gout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anytime he had to meet one of Kramer's uh, friends that we never meet, but we right. hear about him is always great. Um, Kramer spent three days at his house or whatever. Uh, heard him right up. Yep. I wish he would have came over when I had the gout. He could have right. heard me right up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he spent. He was in the hospital with the gout. Yeah, that was a rough. Battle. Yeah, he had a rough, rough batch. Um. So then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with all this potato salad. Is always 
<laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do with all this potato salad. <laughs> well, if you remember, Frank was uh, Frank was mixing it up for like the fifty eighth battalion. Yeah, back in the war days. So like, yeah, you know how to make only a little bit of something. Like he had a whole uh, big bowl of potato salad for that. For that father-son picnic. <laughs> Even as a new blanket. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it speaking of that <laughs> speaking of that scene, does does that does that scene remind you of the boyfriend episode where uh he's on the date with um Mrs. uh the fuck's her name? Oh the uh, the yeah. unemployment lady, Mrs. um yeah, uh, if I need a screw or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the same, I don't know, the same blocking, the same kind of he's trying to get out of the next date. Like, yeah, um, they, that, that scene's been done a couple of, I feel like that car, the car scene after the date yeah, gets done a couple of times. Not just that one that you're mentioning, but mm-hmm. other times too. Yeah. When yeah. he's disturbed and inadequate, he's got everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, with uh, the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have for observations. Side characters. Oh, there's plenty in this one. So we have uh, El Nechi, that pimple. I don't like him. I hate that guy. Yeah, he's a, he sucks. And then, like, even the way he's like, oh, it's my stop. But, like, his he's, like, awful acting. <laughs> like, it's horrible. Yeah, um, I mean, if he's friends with Jerry and George, he should know not to come up and start talking about how he's dating a woman that, like, they have this great conversation. Like, they should, he should know that neither George or Jerry would be interested in hearing about that. They're madly in love. Like, right. They they don't want they don't care. I'm kind of I'm kind of with George on that. If you don't have anything bad to say about the relationship, don't say anything at all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <You> fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Daphne? Daphne. Daphne. Uh, she's okay. Ugh. I honestly I cannot stand her. Like she. Her voice, like everything about this, yeah. I cannot. They clearly don't have any chemistry or whatever. But he's like, you know, eggs, and he's trying to come up with anything, and she's just like, ah, oh, you know who I saw the other day? <laughs> it's just like yeah. she's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not a fan of of Daphne. Although he, George, doesn't even know how to say her name. So, <laughs> um, what about uh, Bolton? He's greasy in that hospital bed, huh? Yeah. Well, what's what has he got going on there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is. He's, well, he's dead now. <laughs> Jerry killed him. <laughs> he could have used a good laugh. Like and that. greasy and like he can't even muster a a smile. Yeah. I also think he should be wearing a puffy shirt. Like he kind of looks like a pirate to me. Yeah, he had a little pirate look going on. Yeah, with that little uh, chin beard and mustache. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, 
Like <laughs> a weirdo. Yeah, uh, a weirdo. Uh, what, what, what did we ever hear? What his uh, issue was? Um, I don't think they say. Um, he could use a good laugh. Though. Yeah, whatever it was, he could use a good laugh. He probably didn't have the gout. Because <laughs> um, he was a little too sweaty for that. <laughs> but he, he, whatever it was, it wasn't, I don't know. It must have been fatal, <laughs> either that or laughing. Jerry killed him. Yeah, he, he killed. <laughs> How was your set? I killed. <laughs> it's like literally what happened. <laughs> um, What about Phil Totola? Wow. I mean, he seems okay. But <laughs> I mean, he took it out on the date. Did it need to breathe? Well, why did he do that? <laughs> number one, and then number two, he follows it up with the lady that's breastfeeding, and he's like so put off by it. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, he's a odd. It's strange that Jerry is like. You know, he's like, of all my friends, this is the one. Like, <laughs> like, what does he have going for him that he thinks he'd make a good match with Elaine? I, no one, <laughs> no one, no one gets it. He doesn't seem fat or old enough. <laughs> right. He's not a writer. He's not a writer. <laughs> Actually, we don't know what he does. No. Other all we know is that awful. he took it out and then he had a problem with the woman breastfeeding. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What about Mickey Abbott? Oh, I love Mickey. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a nut. He's probably the most accomplished character on the show <laughs> in terms of his career. Yeah. Right? I mean, is anybody more successful than Mickey? Because <laughs> he's a stand-in. He's been in Home Alone, Punky Brewster, The Cosby Show. Yeah, true. Yeah, all my children. Yeah, all my children. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> His father is a, uh, an accomplished dentist. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> and then uh do you have any other thoughts on any of the other little people uh johnny vagine is a (laughs) dick (laughs) he seems like he's on like the he must be like a uh stand-in for like uh john travolta's son on greece or something right (laughs) he's all he's all greaser like uh, yeah or like um the Fonz or something. Yeah. He's got the uh, little people Fonz version. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. No, all the little people, they're good. They're funny. Do you think any of those little people were in WrestleMania 2 or WrestleMania 3 on King Kong but getting splashed by King Kong Bundy? It's possible. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey was probably there. Yeah. He he was in he should have said I was in WrestleMania three. <laughs> I was on Hillbilly Jim's team. <laughs> I was in WrestleMania two. <laughs> I was getting splashed by King Von Bundy before you had any idea what was going on. 
<laughs> Do you have any other? I think that's it for the uh, side characters. Yeah, what'd uh, you think of that episode of All My Children? <laughs> Seemed dramatic. Yeah. Well, Porter, sometimes people fall out of love. Speaking of that one, is Porter on? Is he in another episode? He, yes, he is. He's the, he's in something. Else. He's the um, he's the oh, boy I'm... that that uh, he wants Paul O'Neill to hit two home runs. Yes, it's the same kid. And I think is he the same kid also that dials nine one one when Elaine Mammy is not. Is dead or whatever, G- Gammy. Gammy. Yeah, it could be. I'm not as familiar with that episode as I am the other one. Yeah, he is. But he's Paul definitely O'Neal. the Paul O'Neill. I want two home runs. Yeah, it's that. That's him. Yeah, spoiled bastard. <laughs> that's Porter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So you mentioned there's. There's a lot of cancelable things on this episode. So, what do you think is the most cancelable? Oh, um, well, two that ring right off the bat. You've got George calling Mickey a midget, mm-hmm. or peep, peep small people midgets, and then um, Phil Tatola taking it out on a date. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> Even back in the '90s, it was shunned up, but they were—they seemed to be okay with it. It was more of like a character flaw back then. Yeah, but now, I mean, Totolo would be like in San Quentin, <laughs> pulling that shit. And George, the whole, all the little people would would cancel him. Yeah, would be done. Yep. These days, going calling people midgets. Seriously. Come on, Costanza. Get with the times. Would, would you have anything else? <laughs> no, I think that's your two big Those ones. Are two? Those are the big boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what's your favorite line or scene from the episode? Oh, God. I love the stand-ins, Kramer and Mickey. Mm-hmm. Some people fall out of love. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, I love when Elaine is explaining to Jerry about the date. Yeah. Well, it was it was interesting. Well, what happened? He took uh, he took it out. What? <laughs> that. But uh my favorite has gotta be when Satola and Jerry are in the hospital hallway. Yeah. The ladies are Oh, would you look at this? Does she have to do that in public? He's like, uh, there could be worse things you could see or whatever. He's like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then Satola is oblivious to it. Yeah. All right. Well, Jerry, I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> Because it's perfect. It's setting Jerry up for the perfect one-liner. Yeah. And then showing Tatola just completely oblivious. So it's like everything. <laughs> it's perfect. What do you got? It's actually the same same things, except for um, 
<laughs> at the beginning of the episode when Kramer's like, did you offer the kids cigarettes? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I offered him, offered him cigarettes and his mom won't let him. <laughs> She's always around. <laughs> um, and then the Elaine explaining and how she pulls the glasses out and she's like, he pulled it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jerry immediately explaining the story to George and their reactions. That's good. Oh, too. of course. Um, but yeah, you pretty much hit, hit all of them. All right. So who won the episode? Um... Lynn Nicodemo, maybe? Jesus. I mean, uh, Jerry? He killed? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because you could look at all the characters, well, at least Jerry and Elaine, from the perspective of negativity or positivity. Because you think, like, okay, Elaine had this traumatic experience where this guy whipped it out. But at the same time, like, she's still got that to hang over the guys. And it's like, she still knows she's got it. Va-va-boom, va-va-boom. Now, um... (laughs) And then Jerry's continues to put asses in the seats. Yeah. And then Jerry literally killed somebody. But at the same time, if you're a comedian, like, isn't that like top level? His new material was so good. It it killed. Yeah. Um, I think Jerry. Yeah. I'm thinking Jerry. Cause he, his whole point was Fulton needed a good laugh. He went in initially and struggled with some of his stories. He told, he even told the pachyderm story, mm-hmm. which didn't work. And he called someone. I don't know who exactly he called and said, listen, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. I'm going to do my act. <laughs> it's all new material. He goes in and fucking kills it and kills Fulton yep. in the process. How could you not give it to Jerry? His his act was so funny that Fulton died. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane, but <laughs> I mean who else would win? Can't give it to Mickey. No, definitely not Mickey. I mean Al Necci is madly in love. I mean Johnny Vagine, he got the yeah. date with Nancy. Yeah, he did get the date with Tammy, yeah. Tammy, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Vagine. Benigno <laughs> um, or whatever. Johnny Vagano, I think his name is. Um, But I don't know. <laughs> this is definitely not a pronunciation pod either. No. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go with Jerry on this one? Yeah, I think we got to go with Jerry. All right, so which episode won the face-off? Oh, the, the stamina. It's funny because I wa- I rewatched these episodes twice, and the first time I watched the stand-in, I didn't... I don't know. for some, I must not have been in the mood or something because I just didn't... I, I was like, eh, it's okay. But then right before the pod, I rewatched it, and I was like dying laughing. And I realized it had two things in it that I absolutely love, and that's Kramer's bad acting, which is always funny as hell. Yep. And then Jerry bombing, like, are two of my favorite things <laughs> about the show. And it's both in this episode, along with a lot of other good things. So, right. Um, so, with that, I'm going to say I'm not going to put it on the top of the hill. I'm going to keep the puffy shirt. 
And uh, even though uh, Fulton probably is getting buried in the puffy shirt, I'm still going to keep that as my favorite episode. <laughs> uh, but are you going to replace it? Replace the marine biologist quickly after doing it? Well, five months after we're doing it, but it was our last episode with the... Uh, with this episode, are you going to replace it? I absolutely love this episode. There's a, a bunch of aspects to it. I love that Mickey continues on um, in other future episodes, but um, I'm sticking with the marine biologist as Mickey. Right. But uh, it was a contender. The, the stand-in was a contender. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think because for me the one part about this episode i don't like is the the george arc i'm not a big fan of daphne i, I just don't um, yeah enjoy her um so i think that's kind of knocks it down a notch but that would we'll end the show tune in to sign bros next time and find out the score of jerry and merrill's i love you's and how long it's been since jerry has been alone with rachel see ya And somebody can relate to these two episodes. I mean, who doesn't like pie? <laughs> and who doesn't like a, a good midget actor that stood in for Punky Brewster? Midget? They're little. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you know what I was saying. I stood in for Punky Brewster when all of you was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you stood in for Ma- Macaulay Culkin too. How is he anyway? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good kid. <laughs> <laughs>